Hey, everyone, and welcome to Chef AJ Live. I'm your host, Chef AJ, and this is where I introduce you to amazing people like you who are doing great things in the world that I think you should know about. Well, today is the first Saturday of the month, so it's time for the Culinary Medicine Show with the chef doc, doctor and chef, Colin Zhu. Please welcome him to the show. It's so good to see you again. It's good to see you too, Chef AJ. It's always a pleasure, and I'm digging that beanie that you're wearing. <laughs> you know, it's it's funny. It's a, getting a little colder here. I love it too, and I love what it says. And everybody compliments <laughs> me on it, and I, and I just can't find it anymore. So anybody out there that knows where to get one of these or knows how to make them, there'll be a lot of orders. So well, I, you have your own line. You should have your own. No, line. I should have my own vegan line because I have so many <laughs> vegan T-shirts and earrings. That that that's a great marketing suggestion, Doctor Zoo. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I hear you're going to go to the American College of Lifestyle Medicine conference next month. That sounds like fun. Yes, I'm super excited. So hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Colin Zhu. Um, yeah, I'm going to ACLN this year's conference. Um, crazy enough, it's the 19th year. Next year is the 20th uh, uh, anniversary. Super, super excited. And for those of you who don't know what the American College of Lifestyle Medicine is, it's a professional um, college. Uh, for all kinds of healthcare professionals, health systems. Um, what's really cool is that it spans all types of specialties and subspecialists, and it really talks about the basics, the pillars of health, not just food as medicine, which we talk a lot about on Chef AJ's show, but also physical movements, quality of sleep, quality of relationships and connections, all the good stuff. And it's backed by mountains and mountains of, you know, scientific, you know, evidence and literature. And we're super, super excited. And uh, yeah, I'm one of the board of directors there. Um, I chair a couple of committees um, and I'll be presenting a virtual uh, workshop. And it's just a fun time because, you know, I think what the pandemic has taught us is that, you know, social connections is so paramount and it's great to leverage technology and do stuff like this, uh, AJ, but at the same time, I thrive more um, being in person. Um, so that's what I'm looking forward to. So does one have to be a healthcare professional to attend live or in person or can anyone come? Um, you know what? That's a very good question. It is geared towards uh, healthcare professionals. Um, so you don't have to be just a doctor, but there's nurses, there's all kinds of therapists, dietitians. Um, I think social workers are also there as well. Occupational, maybe pharmacists, physical. maybe pharmacists, pharmacists. Yeah. Pharmacists. I have seen pharmacists there before. Um, we have a corporate roundtable and different types of partnering that we do. So it's really, um, not really public facing. It's more like health systems, healthcare professionals facing and things like that. I am trying to nudge them, you know, to do more public facing, um, because I think it's a great, uh, public service to let people know uh, more about what lifestyle medicine is. Um, I think that's very, very important. So we'll see. <laughs> nice. I know that you're going to be doing a recipe that you could say is from the Blue Zones. I'm curious if you watched it uh, on Netflix, the special Living to Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I actually just got uh, his new book, too. So um it's off of uh, his Netflix special. So for those of you who don't know uh, what the Blue Zones is, um, five, now five plus more um, pockets of, you know, the earth that have the highest concentrations of sanitarians or people living over 100. And uh, Dan Buettner is uh, kind of like the... Um, uh, the anchor and uh, founder uh, of it. He partners with the National Geographic um, organization. And uh, he started this roughly 20 years ago. 
Um, and he's updated now. There's a new Netflix special. So if you haven't uh, pinned it on your uh, watch list, definitely do it. It's, it's actually cine, you know, cinematography, um, you know, because I do podcasting and a lot of filming myself. I, it's filmed beautifully, um, cinematically. And um, yeah, and I just, uh, I'm very inspired by it. Um, not, so, not so much in terms of how do people live longer. To me, what's more important is, you know, how can we have more vitality in our lives? Um, how can we, you know, increase that high quality, that richness, right? That gusto that, you know, that we sometimes are seeking or lacking in our lives. Um, and it's just really, really cool to watch and read about and listen to all these beautiful people, which, you know, when you watch it, it's really, they're not really secrets, you know, they're just practices that have been passed on from generations to generations. Um, and it's just a wonderful thing. And I will talk about one of the islands, um, Sardinia, um, that's from uh, Italy. Uh, it's a very unique location. And then I'll be demonstrating um, a recipe that they pretty much eat almost every day, uh, which is a uh, Sardinian minestrone or minestrone, depending on you know how you like to say it, tomato, tomato. Um, and uh, yeah, we're going to have a good old time. So That's great. Have you visited any or all of the Blue Zones? Uh, good question. I have visited, I visited, uh, Costa Rica. So the blue zones are Loma Linda, which is one, one of the only, uh, American ones, uh, original ones, uh, Loma Linda, California, which I actually haven't visited, but super close to me because I'm in Southern California, uh, Nicoya de Costa Rica, Sardinia, Italy. Um, there's one in Greece, um, and then one in Okinawa, uh, Japan. Um, I've been to Costa Rica. I haven't been to Nicoya. Um, but I've been to the country itself and it's, it's an eco-tourism uh, destination. Um, it's won many uh, awards uh, for eco-innovations, uh, obviously longest living people on earth, uh, beautiful, lush um, rainforests. Uh, people are just very genuine. Um, surprising fact, they actually have no military there. Uh, in the country of Costa Rica, they have no military there because I guess who wants to invade or attack Costa Rica, right? Um, and they're very, um, very peaceful. Their motto is uh, Pura Vida, which is like, you know, just live your best life, throw caution to the wind and just like really, you know, um, embody just living in the present um, and really, really awesome people. Wow. The only Blue Zones I visited was Loma Linda, actually. Nice. Nice. What did you, what did you think of Loma Linda? Oh my God. I, I, I mean, I could live there. That, that'd be so cool to be part of the blue zones. And I, I, I just love it there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's uh, not only is it a home of, you know, the highest concentration of sanitarians, um, they practice seven day Adventists, um, but also a hotspot for um, just a lot of, uh, great health studies. A lot of great health studies, longevity, plant-based studies actually stem from the Aventus, um, you know, populations um, just based off of how they've been living, which is really, really cool. Um, so yeah, I'm glad that you had a chance to, uh, to visit. Yep. I've had some friends that still live there. It's very nice. It's just, it's a very, it seems like a very peaceful place to live. They don't have mm -hmm. an army either in Loma Linda. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, what's interesting about, you know, um, I practice lifestyle medicine. Um, so I'm, I'm, for those of you that don't know me, I'm originally from Northeast New Jersey. I'm practicing in Southern California, Orange County, where I am right now. I'm also known as the chef doc um, by social media handles. And uh, what's interesting about uh, blue zones, what Dan Butner emphasizes, it's not so much just the pillars of health but it's really, really dependent on your environment, right? What you're surrounded uh, um, by. So he talks a lot about the location. He talks a lot about, you know, what is the makeup, the terrain, uh, what you're surrounded by um, in terms of the physical terrain. Also, who you surround yourself by. Um, you know, what's similar about all these different blue zones, the contributing factors to longevity is, you know, the, the tribe, you know, in, in Japan, they call it a moi, right? Um, which is kind of like a very close social circle of friends. Um, in Sardinia, particularly, um, the environment that you surround yourself with, um, they really, really prioritize family. Um, and it's kind of like their life's purpose is really prioritizing family, uh, prioritizing, you know, uh, you know, that interconnectedness in terms of intergenerations. Um, what Dan Buettner found uh, alongside um, the, the longevity scientists um, uh, that he uh, filmed and researched with was there's no long-term facilities there, interestingly enough. 19% um, of the people that live there, over 90 have dementia versus 33%. Um, of Americans over 90 have dementia. Um, you know, a, a lot of the sanitarians are really revered as local heroes. They'll have their faces painted on murals, which is really cool. Um, and their families are, are fiercely loyal to them. So what that means is that, you know, if they're living by themselves, they'll live together. If they live by themselves, you know, a lot of their other um uh, latter generations will, you know, take a turn out of the day of the week to come over to bathe them, to help them with their chores, to cook for them. Um, and what's really cool is that in reverse, the sanitarians, they don't just retire and just watch TV and just do nothing. They uh, take care of their latter generation's children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, um, they offer wisdom, they offer, you know, sometimes financial help. So they kind of give back. And a lot of the ones that are above 90, they actually contribute to society by working some, you know, smaller, you know, odd jobs, uh, which is really interesting, you know, because I think in America, we're used to kind of putting our elders in long-term facilities, um, nursing homes, and just forgetting about them. And, you know, in this culture, in the Sardinian culture, they're revered. You know, a lot of the younger generations, they look up to them and seek out their wisdom. Um, and they seek out, you know, what they have to say in terms of helping them out um, and just passing on um, those tips. So I thought that right there has nothing to do with food, but it's really interesting how all these other cultural traditions and practices contributes to their longevity. Yeah, it's very, it's so interesting. And what I remember hearing from Dan Buettner when I interviewed him is their children are not living as long. So they're obviously not practicing the same lifestyle practices. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, what's interesting is that in the new uh, Netflix uh, special um, and, uh, you know, more of the update is that a possibility to um, why they're not living as long is because after World War II, you know, you have these influences from other countries, right? You have Americanization, you have globalization and modernization, and then you have this influx of the Western diet and culture. And so, you know, that brings, you know, more increased risks for all all different types of chronic disease. So that may be a contributing factor, right? And then, you know, in America, you know, we just, everyone loves us, right? But, you know, people don't know that the stuff that, you know, they love also affects our health, you know, in terms of, you know, snack processed foods and, you know, fast foods and stuff like that. They had an increase of, uh, what is it, ice cream parlors and fast food joints and burgers and things like that. So that contributes to chronic disease. And that's not really something that I'm proud of, but, um, you know, as an American, but, you know, I think uh, when you're aware of it, then you can do something different about it. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's been so popular, that special. It seems like everybody's watching it, whether they're vegan or plant-based or not. Yeah. And what's really cool is that like it doesn't, you know, it talks about people that already have been practicing practicing this already. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, ooh, this new research study, you're, you know, you're finding things in a test tube or a petri dish. You know, we're not, you know, it, it's a different take. You know, I love Gregor. I, you know, I love Dr. Gregor. He's my lifestyle medicine hero. And I love the, the work he dispenses, but, you know, he's talking based off of different trials and studies and stuff. And what's interesting about Butner's work is that he captures live, you know, people that, you know, generations for generations just seemingly just, you know, uh, just live so long. And I just love the work that he's done. And, you know, to apply it further, he's trying to outfit different types of American cities um, to be more blue zones. And I think he's, achieved more than, you know, 70 cities, um, right? I, I don't know if he talked about it, but he he's achieved more than 70 cities to be more uh, closer to blue zones. That's very cool. He said he was coming out with a frozen food line soon. I'm not surprised he hasn't done that already. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so this dish, uh, I'm going to display a few items. So this dish is um, the Sardinian minestrone um, or minestrone. How do you pronounce it? I say minestrone, but I, I've heard it's called minestrone too. Mm -hmm. um, so one of the one of the aspects um, of uh, their diet is uh, it's very simple food. Uh, what's interesting about uh, them is um, their men um, are the longest living. They've proven that they're the longest living um, out of the entire uh, blue zones, um, you know, on planet Earth. Uh, usually sanitarians are in a ratio of females that are like four to one. Um, but in Sardinia, it's actually one to one. Okay. So, so here, uh, what they do is that they do very simple, uh, simple ingredients for this dish. Um, it's a lot of, um, it's actually a lot of, uh, you have a mirepoix, right? So you have a, a collection of, you have onions, right? This is like a yellow, yellow, sweet onion. Uh, you have uh, celery. We're, we're going to be using fennel. Okay. If you smell it, um, it smells like um, a little bit uh, licorice-y. Um, and you don't just use the bulb. You use the fronds and stems as well, right, to give it a little bit more accent. Uh, we're going to be using um, the smaller, like, yellow, um, you know, potatoes. Uh, 
think they're called like Yukon uh, potatoes. We're going to be using uh, Italian parsley. Uh, we're going to be using some fresh basil, um, some crushed um, tomatoes um, um, as well. And then I also have, so their specific pasta in a minestrone, okay, is uh, uh, they use a, ch a chini de pepe. <laughs> I had to go to a specialty store to get, get this. It's not that easy to find, actually. Um, so I had to, you know, use that. Um, and the stars are beans, uh, a lot of the different beans. So the original recipe calls for a lot of um, fava beans, right? They kind of look like lima beans if you've never had fava beans. Um, you know, they're green. They're very large. Uh, they use cranberry beans, and they also use chickpeas as well. So, so to substitute, I use pinto, I use uh, red kidney beans, and then I also use our uh, garbanzo beans as well. Um, we'll give you the recipe in the show notes. Um, the recipe goes for over an hour once you pull it up to boil and then simmer, right? But what I did as a quote unquote hack is I use a pressure cooker. Um, you know, Chef AJ loves her Instapot, so she can appreciate she can appreciate this. Um, so once you do that, I just uh, Put it on high for 40 minutes for, you know, I soak it. So number one, I soaked it, right, overnight, at least eight hours. You can do up to 16. And then what I did was uh, I put in the pressure cooker and I did it for 40 um, on high. And uh, the goal is to, you know, get it to be, you know, tender. So to save time for this particular um, episode, that's what I did. So I'm going to start prepping um all this um, and get things going the beans are already prepped um so we're just going to uh cut down on everything else and then carrots as well so and i'm guessing you always cook your beans from scratch yes yeah so i took uh dry i took uh dry beans um i took dry beans and uh and then i washed it um uh, washed rinsed um, and then I, uh, soaked it. Like I said, I soaked it. Um, and then I pressure cooked it. So I did that before just to save our time, um, uh, before this, before seeing you, what's your uh, favorite soup to make? Oh, I have a recipe for cauliflower biscuits. I put in the entire head of cauliflower, two pounds. I don't take the green part off because I'm cooking it in my eight quart pressure cooker. Honey, yams, mm -hmm. onion, garlic. It's, it's so good. It's so creamy. I don't know who thought of cauliflower to be so versatile, uh, <laughs> but it's like cauliflower is like all the rage, you know? Um, it's so neutral. Yeah. It's so neutral. It's so, um, it gives the, it's so versatile, you know, it gives it that like, you know, creaminess, you know, you can turn it into a pizza. Uh, what else? Um, it's just so much. Wings. People make like, like wings. Yes. Like Buffalo wings. Have you tried that before? I have. I, I just think it's such a fabulous vegetable and it takes the creaminess aspect of things that are higher caloric density or higher fat, like nuts and tofu. And it's just, it's so good. It tastes yeah. good. Too. Yeah, exactly. I love all types of uh, cream soups. I'm a, I'm a big soup guy. So hence why we're here. <laughs> what was that interview like with uh, Dan Buettner? Oh, he's, He's great. He's so passionate about what he does. And 
he knows the statistics and it just must have been so fun to meet all those people. Yes. It's an amazing, amazing work, but I'm sure he has like a team that, um, you know, that he needs to like, you know, be able to, you need a team to outfit a whole city to be blue zones. You need a team. So in Sardinia, um, pretty much, uh, it seems like just the women cook, um, and the, and the traditionally the men, um, the men were, uh, shepherds, uh, mostly shepherds and farmers. And so, um, you know what exercise, when we think of exercise, we think of, you know, a lot of no pain, no gain, um, no pain, no gain, a lot of, uh, a lot of hours, um, in the gym, honestly, for the men, how they achieve, you know, amazing longevity is one of the factors they've noted was, um, you know, low intensity, um, exercise. So basically they're not doing much, you know, they are, um, they are walking and hurting, uh, all their animals and, it's, you know, it's amazing. Um, they do at least five miles a day is what um, I read. Um, and that's like, what, 10, uh, roughly 10,000 steps, you know, the infamous 10,000 steps a day. So, you know, that's something. So you don't necessarily need to go to the gym. Just so you know, if there's any way to lower the camera, just we can't see what you're cutting. Thank you so much. Yep. That's helpful. Thanks. I know it's hard to see both you and the. Yeah, I would need to set up like two cameras. Yeah, if you can, some people do it just using their iPhone. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can you can go back and forth if you like a little bit here. A yeah, little. yeah, no worries. Appreciate the heads up. I know. People um, say, I can't see. <laughs> what did you say? Yeah, yeah I, I can. Already. I know. I know. I know. We try to do our best here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what I'm doing. Yeah. So Sardinia, the, the, the males, um, you know, so they farm, they herd sheep, um, you know, back in the day, traditionally, they actually used um, a, a lot of bread. They ate a lot of bread and uh, cheese and their main dairy source um, mainly came from goats and then over, but they just have, they're pretty much like predominantly whole food plant-based, you know, they harvest a lot of, you know, vegetables um, and things like that. Um, we're going to work on carrots next. Let's see. You like to cut so, your carrots on the bias or just a little, you know, you know how the different cuts for carrots. I'm sure you. Learned. Yeah. Yeah. I like, um, I like, well, these are different sizes, but, um, I like doing, uh, kind of like a diamond cut or a quarter cut. Um, so something like this. So that's cute. I love the purple ones the best. Oh uh, yeah. I wanted to, I wanted to capture here and do this. Yeah. These are so interesting. So like stuff like that. So the Sardinian men, they just achieve very low, um, intensity workouts by you know picking up stuff walking hurting nothing really vigorous um it's not what we think of as americans where 
we're pushing iron, you know, we're doing ultra marathons. And actually, you know, they've, they've done studies where, you know, when you're doing that vigorous types of exercises, it actually depletes um, a lot of my, uh, mitochondria. Um, it hypo, not hyper, hypo perfuses, um, you know, your cells, your muscle cells, uh, when you achieve that kind of uh, vigorous uh, intensity. And then um, it also creates uh, a lot of uh, more lactic acid buildup. And also it creates a lot more oxidative stress. So for my athletes out there, um, if you are not replenishing with enough uh, antioxidants, um, then, you know, we're just basically when you're exercising to that degree, um, then we have nothing to, we have less to like combat uh, oxidative stress. Uh, if we're not eating mostly whole food plant-based that is rich in, uh, those antioxidants. So, uh, is this view okay, uh, Chef Adrian? Yeah, no, it looks great. I love being able to watch you cut. That's a very unique shape. Okay. It's cool, right? Look at this. It's so beautiful. I love how you can see the the different color on the inside of the carrot. Yeah, I love it. Uh, what else can I tell you? Okay, so there in Sardinia, uh, what's interesting is that they have a lot of steepness. So walking is not just you know flat. It, they have a lot of elevated uh, gain and inclines to their environment. So remember how I said their environment is very important. So this is one aspect that is different for that let for that environment in that land. So you know, for those at home, you know, you could do stair masters. You can actually do the stairs. You can go to like a football, you know, uh, field and do bleachers. You know, so there's a lot of great benefits when you're um, using um, inclines and steepness, right? You're just increasing that steepness. And plus, you're actually, from a from an anatomical point of view, um, you're actually using more of your butt muscles. So for your glutes, there's three different sets of um, uh, three different sets of uh, glute muscles. You have your uh, maximus, medius, and minimus. And when you're walking, you're not actually utilizing all of them. It's only when your hip goes into pretty much like 90 degrees um, is when you start, you know, using it more often. So you have to use like stairs, you know, you have to like ascend and climb things in order to use those bigger muscle groups. So that adds to, um, you know, their health um, as well. And plus... Your butt muscles, your leg muscles, and your back muscles um, are the largest muscle groups um, in your body. Um, so it's very important to include those. So when you hear when you hear gym goers say, you know, did you did you have a leg day? And they're just really really happy about it. It's because you know legs. When you're exercising legs, it contributes to so much uh, more. Um, it has more of a profound impact when you're exercising and it helps you to increase your metabolism and burn calories because when you're using the, when you're exercising those big muscle groups, it has lasting effects, especially during recovery phase. I heard from the Sure's eyes that for prevention of, uh, of Alzheimer's, it's those long leg muscles that especially you want to be strong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, as a um, as an osteopathic physician, as a DO, um, you know, we look at everything 
as a whole. So, you know, we have a very holistic point of view to, um, to health. Um, and so we don't look at one, one thing um, and separate the others. We want to make sure that, you know, we're good. So uh, right now I have um, some celery, uh, carrots, and onions here. So we're going to put this in the, in and the pot. i going to test your culinary skill. What is celery, carrots, and onions called? <laughs> well, I just mentioned it before. I was testing the audience, so <laughs> um, it's a uh, it's a mirepoix, right? And when it when it, in 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 the South, they call what do they call the Holy Trinity? It's Holy it's, Trinity. It's um it's uh, onions, peppers, and I think it's celery, or it could be wrong. I'll look it up. Or green 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 peppers, okay. onions. Um, yeah, just uh, correct me on that. They do have a so every special food culture has their like three. Um, like Native Americans, Mexicans, they have something called the three sisters, which is beans, squash, and corn. Um, Let's see. You're right. It's green pepper, but does it have to be green pepper? It's definitely onion, celery, and uh, green pepper. Nice. But then I see a picture also could be, I, I would prefer red pepper. Green always gives me indigestion. Oh, okay. Because, you know, it's not right for the red. <laughs> swap it out. <laughs> swap it out. Uh, swap it out. Um, yeah, I remember it being uh, green. Um, maybe green is easier to grow than red um, is what I'm thinking. Uh, I'm not sure. But they do. I mean, like in the South, I'm thinking of like Louisiana, New Orleans. like New Orleans, yeah. Nolens, they do have they do have a lot of red in their cooking. So I'm guessing they use a lot of tomatoes, red peppers. Um, sorry, I gotta want to see the cuts. Um, what else? What else? What else can I talk about the Sardinians? Have you been uh, to New Orleans? I like New Orleans. It's a fun city. I, yes, I used to work there. Um, so I've actually lived there for a little bit. Um, so I was there for six, seven months. For a work assignment, I was working uh, with the VA with all our past uh, veterans. Um, really, really cool. Um, I lived in business district, um, and I just walked to work. And it was really hot. It was from April to October. Super, super hot. Super humid. Kind of like Florida. Um, yeah, super humid. Um, the people are amazing. It's a melting pot of rich culture um history um it's from the 1700s food um they're really big on superstition um and uh just like folklore you know folklore so they have like cemetery tours and i love it and the food is just to die for when's the last time you've been not since I spoke at the New Orleans Veg Fest. It has to be over about 10 years ago, for sure. Mm. That's where I found out that what I was drinking every morning, which was the broth left over from steaming greens, that they call it pot liquor. Pot liquor. Mm. They nice. have a name for it there, you know? Nice. All right. So what I'm going to do is uh, I'm done prepping these potatoes. So what we're going to do is... So the beans are done. So again, as a reminder, uh, we soaked, um, we soaked, um, yeah, we soaked them, we rinsed them, um, and then I pressure cooked them. So it's going to be less time cooking. Uh, just checking on time. Um, 
And then uh, what we're going to do is that we're going to put the onions, carrots, and celery uh, as a mirepoix into the pot. So I'm going to uh, transport you. Let's see if this stays. Hey, in case people don't know, you know, we put this in the show notes every month that you're on, but you are one of the plant. Well, actually, it's Love Life Telehealth now. I'm sorry, I keep I keep thinking of this previous name, uh, Virtual Docs. Yes. So people mm -hmm. could have a people could have a consult with you if they wanted. Yes, yes. Let me turn on the fan. Yes, thank you for reminding. Um, yeah. So um, Anthony's group. So we're going to do is that, so they use a lot of um, olive oil um, and this is a SOS free show. So I'm just going to use uh, a little bit of veggie broth uh, just to kind of cook things down. Um, but they use a lot of uh, olive oil. Um, Barley is really big in the sardining, um, you know, cuisine, uh, kohlrabi, uh, which I don't really cook a lot with, kohlrabi. Um, uh, fennel is really big. Um, tomatoes. Parsley is really big. They're beans. They're... Fennel is so good. I love fennel when you roast it. Have you ever roasted it? It's really good that mm, way. Yes, yes. It's really yummy. All right. So I'm going to, as we're doing that, um, I'm going to bring you back over here and then we're going to prep garlic. So yes, um, going back to what you said about love life. So uh, I'm one of one one of ten doctors, which you've recently met, Jeff Adrian, um, or seen again. I think uh, all of them except for Dr. Carey have been on the show because uh, Dr. Suzanne Bozzoni is going to be coming on very soon. Okay, nice. Dr. Suzanne is great. She's a um, wealth of knowledge and she has a lot of fun energy. So, um. Yeah, so Love Life Telehealth is basically uh, a team of 10 doctors, including myself, um, we cover, you know, the entire, you know, United States. Um, we practice lifestyle medicine. We do it virtually and remotely. Um, and we give consults. So, you know, reasons for people to see us is they want to be, you know, have more vegan uh, lifestyle or uh, whole food plant-based. Um, other reasons people will, um, you know, other reasons why people will, um, you know, see us is, you know, they already practice whole food plant-based and, you know, they want to fine tune their nutrition. Others want to get off of their medications. Um, so they, we help them to de-prescribe. We see a lot of uh, people who battle with, uh, um, you know, battle with high blood pressure high blood pressure, um, cholesterol, uh, diabetes, a lot of diabetics. Um, and we just, you know, counsel not just food as medicine, but also uh, lifestyle medicine um, as well. So 
Um, so we added the onions, carrots, and celery, and we're just waiting for it to kind of uh, cook until they're soft and translucent. Um, and then we're going to add in um, the garlic, which I just did uh, right now. And so we're going to prep the tomatoes. Do, do, do. How's your wonderful kitty cat who I follow on Instagram? <laughs> uh, Naruto, he is sleeping. Uh, he's taking a nap. Is it a cat nap? It is definitely a cat nap. <laughs> it is definitely a cat a link, nap. We should put a link to his Instagram in the show. <laughs> he would love that. Uh, we just did a um, recent post on him like just sleeping all day. But it is important to get your sleep, so. He's not really a cat, he actually is more like a dog. Um, you know, he like, he comes when you call him, he, you know, I taught him how to sit and paw, um, and uh, yeah, he just follows you like a orange shadow. So cute. Right. All right, so we're gonna come back here. So this pan, this uh, this pie, um, so it's becoming a little bit softer, uh, a little bit more translucent. Can you see this, okay, Chef AJ? Yep, it, it looks right. like it's starting to sweat a bit. Yes, 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 yes. So this is a ceramic nonstick. Um, so what helps is that one of the reasons why people use oil. Um, is because they want it, want the cooking process to be like, you know, easier, um, you know, to cook down. Um, but, you know, you sacrifice a lot by putting too much processed oils, uh, which doesn't have that much nutrients and has way more calories. So the, the quote unquote hack or trick is to, you can use, use a little bit of water or veggie broth. Um, you use your spatula or silicone spatula to kind of push things around a lot. Or I use, this is a green pan. Um, you know, this is ceramic nonstick, so I don't have to use oil to kind of push things around. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and Chef Bravo, who your dear friends, right? Right, Chef AJ? Yes, I just saw him. I was at True North for two weeks and I, I miss his food so much already. Yeah, I love the man. How's he doing? He's doing great. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So what he taught me, because I've interviewed him a couple of times and what he taught me was the oil actually, um, the oil actually coats uh, a lot of the food. So the taste doesn't really come through a lot. Um, so, so when you get rid of the oil, um, you actually don't have that layer um, that is surrounding it. So now, what we did was, so we have the mirepoix, right? We're teaching the audience French words now. So onion, carrot, celery. I threw in the, some garlic as well. The original recipe was to put in some olive oil, so we're not doing that. Next, we're going to uh, put in tomatoes. So I have a can um, of crushed tomatoes. Uh, popular canned crushed tomatoes would be like San Marzano's, things like that. Um, 
it's important to it's important uh, to make sure you get BPA free. And does that say it on the label generally when a product is BPA free? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Good. Yes, yes, it does. So it's very important to read labels. Um, I have um, I have uh, a supermarket and a pantry tour uh, modules um, on my app. So the Chef Doc released the app, um, its own app, um, earlier this year, and we added uh, supermarket um, tours and um, a pantry tour module um, in the app. So in it, I talk about how to shop for different things um, and what to look for. So um, usually here uh, you do have, uh, this one says USDA organic, but nothing. See, do you see, uh, I don't know if you can see it. See this non-BPA lining. Got it. This, okay. I, I don't know if this is true, but I thought they said at Trader Joe's that none of their cans have BPA. Um, that's probably like, you know, maybe like a standard for, you know, Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's does, you know, things differently. Um, so we're going to stir in tomatoes. We're going to put in um, the potatoes. This is probably what's going to need to cook down the most. Um, and then I'm going to put this on turn down the heat uh, a little bit, turn down the flame, and I'm, uh, I'm gonna put this on very low and sim so it doesn't burn. And then uh, I'm gonna prep, come back and prep the fennel. Do you use the fronds of the fennel or just the bottom? Uh, for this recipe, it's good to use uh, of all of it. I'm just going to use all of it. So I don't waste uh, the entire thing. Um, the recipe calls for um, the, the entire thing. So that's what I'm using because the fronds and the stems adds a little bit of more accent to it. Um, so I'm just going to use it. So, But typically people just use the bulb. Um, I don't like to waste things, um, which by the way, uh, it's a good topic to talk about. Amer up to 40% of Americans uh, uh, produce a lot of food waste. And it actually contributes up to 8% of greenhouse gases and emissions. So if you can, buy what you need and try not to waste food. <laughs> I'm just going to cut off a little bit here, um, just this part, and I'll compost that later. What's interesting is that it smells like licorice, but when you taste it, um, it doesn't, you know, taste like anything. <laughs> um, it doesn't taste like licorice. I'm not a big fan of licorice. Do you, do you like licorice? I actually do. I loved black licorice growing up. It's one of the few things yeah. I actually miss not eating sugar. So that's <laughs> what I love about fennel. It reminds me of good and plenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were you... Uh... I don't know when Twizzlers came out. Were you a fan of Twizzlers? Really? Not really. Not the red ones for sure. Yeah. And I, I, people are so, some people are just so obsessed with Twizzlers. I didn't understand. Yeah. They, they taste chemically to me, you yeah. know? True, true, true. Very true. 
So I just kind of took. I think I think they're vegan. I mean, there's a whole list of things that are vegan aren't necessarily healthful. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and that's something I would recommend in a daily diet. All right, so we got that done. Yeah, growing up, I loved, um, you know, speaking of candy, I loved uh, peanut M&Ms and Snickers. That was oh like my, my favorite. God. Well, I make something that tastes like Snickers or like Goldenberg peanut juice, but M&Ms with peanuts, those were the best. Yeah, it's kind of hard, hard to... It's amazing how certain things just like help you relive your childhood, you know, a little bit, you know. It's funny. I was just in Santa Rosa, as I mentioned, at True North for a couple of weeks. And they have a museum there, Charles Schultz, based on the, the the Peanuts comic strip. And talk about reliving your childhood. Wow. Oh, wow. That is cool. Just makes what you long like? for a, It's just so beautiful. And it just makes you long for a simpler time in life where people were kind and innocent. And it was yeah. fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's awesome. It's yeah. good to have stuff like that. And it makes me sad for like the latter generations because, you know, they're not growing up in simplicity, um, which, which a lot of this blue zones is teaching us is really just living simple lives. You know, I mean, the food that I'm demonstrating, this is simple. It's not complicated. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's not complicated, uh, complicated. And it's just, people just make it, you know, very, uh, and you're just, you're not using the pressure cooker, right? You're just making it on the stove. Well, I pressure cooked, I pressure cooked, um, the beans, right. I pressure cooked, uh, the beans. Um, and then I did the beans and now we're just, you know, adding, uh, water. I'm going to use veggie broth for this, but we're going to add water to this. So, um, so right now I put the tomatoes in, um, so I stirred the tomatoes in, um, and then, uh, we're going to do the potatoes and we did the fennel, um, and then I'm going to add the parsley and basil to this. Um, and then we're going to add the, the beans, um, as well. So right now, um, turning it back on, uh, sending it to high. So in school, instead of using salt um, to increase something, uh, increase the flavor, uh, the savory and the um, like kind of like the umami flavoring. And, you know, uh, because in school, what you're taught a lot is, you know, salt, everything, right? Just you know, to season this and season that. Uh, they taught us to actually use tomato paste. Um, so I actually got this um, tomato paste um, from a specialty store. And, you know, if, if the minestrone is not to your liking, then you can continuously add tomato paste, um, you know, to kind of increase um, that savory because it's so concentrated. Right. Cause it is actually, it's like naturally salty in a way. Mm-hmm. That's why sun-dried tomatoes are so good because they're so concentrated. And, you know, when you were talking about Ramses, um, telling you about oil, I find that when you use oil, you have to use way more salt. Mm. 
because it kind of coats the taste buds of your tongue. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what he said said to me as well. Which is cool because like, you know, Chef Bravo, first and foremost, was a classic trained chef. And then um, if I remember correctly, I think it was his health or something about his daughter's health that made him turn um, towards more vegan and plant-based. Do you remember? No, oh, but I mean, I think working at True North for 16 years <laughs> makes a difference. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. But I kind of remember him saying that, if I'm not mistaken. Well, he'll so be basically, on, he'll be on the show to, uh, in two days. We can, I can ask him what, what it was. Yeah. Well, tell him I said hi. Absolutely. I love the man. He's so cool. Yeah. He makes jewelry, too. He makes jewelry? Yeah, earrings especially. Most of the earrings I wear on the show, he made or, or taught me how to make. Nice. All right, so this is a very big pot. Uh, this is probably servings of like at least six to eight. Um, the goal of this is, um, I'm just checking on time for you, uh, Chef AJ, is um, so basically- I would eat, I would eat that huh? over rice. Even though it's got all the starch in it from the potatoes and beans, I'd still add rice to it. Well, I mean- we're doing the we're doing the pasta, the yeah. achini, the achini pasta. So we haven't thrown this in yet, but that's what goes in. And then, uh, and then you have par uh, fresh chopped uh, parsley and fresh chopped uh, basil into this. And I think that's pretty much it. You know, um, the recipe calls to season it with salt and pepper, but we'll just be, you know, very uh, mindful of that. And what they use is uh, grated cheese. Um, I think they said, well, they have Romano, Pecorino Romano. Um, I actually, I don't know if you use any vegan cheese, uh, Chef AJ. But I found I, a really cool par vegan Parmesan cheese. And it's something you bought, not made? It's something I bought, not made, correct. That is just to kind of like go on top, you know, nothing too crazy. You don't have to do that. Obviously, that's optional. That's how it traditionally was served at the restaurant. And with it always was served with breadsticks, too. Italian mm. breadsticks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cheese on everything. <laughs> so I'm just rinsing. Um, oh, this basil. I wish you can smell this. I love it's so fresh. fresh. Do you ever grow your own herbs? Um, during the pandemic, I did. Uh, not right now. Um, but yeah, it's always, especially a culinary herb garden, um, uh, for people that want to dabble in growing something. It's uh, it's uh, really fun to do. So we'll just do a quick rinse. And then dry them. I like to get the excess water off of it. Another good practice um, 
from school was always make sure that you don't crowd, you don't crowd your cutting board. Um, you always have like trash, compost, uh, wraps to throw into stock. Very non-wasteful. It was great. Very good uh, practices. Because like I said, you know, we waste um, up a lot. And it's not just from the fridge too. I mean, you know, a lot of refrigerator, um, a lot of uh, supermarkets do this. A lot of processing plants do this um, because of things not aesthetically looking that great, which is terrible. And there are still very functional, um, you know, uh, foods that you can eat. So, um, so yeah, we're going to transport back here. Do you ever freeze your soups? Um, you know what? Nowadays, when I was um, when I was uh, more of a in medical school, I would do that more because I'm cooking. I batch cook, but I'm cooking more for myself. But because I, you know, I live with my family, um, which I got to talk about uh, for the Sardinians. I live with my family, so I don't freeze it because everything is eaten very quickly. We're very big on food here. So um, so the recipe calls for, you got to bring this up to a boil and then you simmer back down. Um, it's for about like 90 minutes, but because I pressure cooked this, I'm just going to bring up to a boil and then simmer back down to make sure that my uh, fennel is cooked, my potatoes are cooked, my beans are already cooked here. So I don't have to worry about it. So it's not gonna be as long. And then I put in the pasta um, and then I cook that down for another 10 minutes. Um, and then essentially you're just, um, essentially you're just serving this um, afterwards. Um, and that's pretty much it. Um, Sardinias, they like to make this, uh, type of flatbread. They make this, uh, type of flatbread, which in Italian translates to sheet music bread. Um, it's very, very flat. Uh, a lot of people come together to, um, you know, really like cook it together. So to emphasize, you know, what contributes longevity for them is, Predominantly plant-based, you know, foods, uh, they call it, you know, more peasant <laughs> plant-based food because they use a lot of simple ingredients. Uh, so for here, what we, what do we use? We use a mirepoix of carrots, onions, um, you know, celery. We, we did fennel, all of the entire fennel. Uh, we use fresh parsley, fresh basil. Um, we use uh, crushed uh, tomatoes. We will use tomato uh, paste. Um, as needed, um, I use three different kinds of beans, garbanzo beans, red kidney beans, and pinto beans. Traditionally, it's fava, cranberry, and uh, garbanzo beans. Um, I have potatoes here. Um, and uh, basically, you can season it if you like. Um, and then you garnish it with a little bit of uh, cheese. I'll use vegan cheese. But that's pretty much it. And then you have the pasta, which um, I mentioned um, as well. So um, that's pretty much it. That is so cool. Well, I hope you enjoy it. It looks like a delicious meal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I hope your uh, audience, uh, you know, enjoys it as well. And uh, yeah, so if you guys want to check me out 
Um, you know, I'm at the chef back on all social media handles. Currently what we're working on is, uh, we have launched uh, group coaching programs um, for weight loss. Um, so we're going through one cohort for that. We'll have future cohorts. Uh, we will have a health optimization, um, you know, group coaching program uh, starting in January. So we're gearing up for that. Um, so for those that are interested, uh, I can include my email and then you guys could be on the wait list um, and then hear about it as we roll out. Um, if you want a lifestyle medicine consultation, uh, you just pretty much go to love.life and you can search for me um, if I'm in your state or search one of my fabulous uh, colleagues um, if you're in the, one of their states that they're licensed. Um, and uh, yeah, we um, and also check out my app. Uh, my app has oodles and oodles of you know stuff. We actually have over 200 hours of content there. And uh, if you are very self-motivated, uh, definitely check out the app on your app stores and Google Play stores. So. so for someone to have a consultation with you from Love Life Telehealth, I know, are, do you, are you only doing certain states? And if so, which ones? Yes. Um, so I do 10 states. I'm licensed in California, uh, Texas, Washington, New Jersey, Florida, Minnesota, Hawaii, West Virginia, and Vermont, um, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so you can easily set something up. Uh, we do one hour and 30 minute uh, consultations, um, pretty much similar of taking your full health history. So instead of seeing your primary care for seven minutes and waiting for two hours in the waiting room, you get to see me for an hour. You don't have to commute. Uh, and uh, I take your entire history of your family, your own history. Uh, we go through the pillars of health. Uh, diet, uh, lifestyle history, everything. Um, we talk about your meds. If you have any meds, we order, you know, extensive blood work. Um, we partner with LabCorp and Quest. Um, and we look at your past blood work and see what you're missing. Um, and then we just have this very customizable um, plan for you. Um, and yeah, we teach, I teach a lot of, about food as medicine, uh, if it's not obvious already, uh, but we emphasize the pillars of health. So Sleep is just as important. Relationships, to me, probably ranks number one. Um, and uh, we just kind of go down the line. So that sounds great. Well, I, all the doctors I've met from Love Life are amazing. Yeah. And I hope to see you one day. And uh, Chef AJ, it's funny how, you know, I moved down to Southern California and then you moved up. <laughs> no, well, you know, we have to keep it balanced, you know, just like on an airplane. We go, uh, one goes, one comes. That's true. That's true. They say like, you know, if it's like a small airplane, they're like, okay, guys, you have to move up to the front of the airplane or else we can't bounce the plane. <laughs> well, that's great. Well, I can't wait till you come back next month. It's November. So maybe something holiday-ish thing. I don't know what you do for Thanksgiving, but anything that's uh, smacks of the holidays would be great. Max, I like it. We'll definitely <laughs> plan something max of holidays. So I'm sure I'm sure it's pumpkin spice something, right? Uh, Everyone something. is on a kick for that. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Zhu. Thank you so much, Chef AJ. Uh, I wish your audience well. I wish you guys good health and prosperity. And I'll see you guys next month. Thanks. And thanks all of you for watching another episode of Chef AJ Live. Please come back at 9 a.m. tomorrow for Dr. Peter Rogers. His nutrition insights are going to be discussing how to prevent dementia. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.